Uh, this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by 23andMe.com. 23andMe.com, a genetic testing service, gets its name from the 23 pairs of chromosomes that make up your DNA. Find out how your genes may influence your health, ancestry, and physical traits with over 65 online genetic reports. Order your kit today at 23andMe.com slash rebound. That's the number 23andme.com slash rebound. Uh, just so you know, we are also brought to you by our dear, dear friends, longtime sponsors of the show at Mac Weldon. Uh, stop wearing crap happy underwear it's a problem stop using any kind of undershirts or hoodies or anything else that isn't made with premium fabrics and smart designs because you look like a fool and you feel even worse so go to macweldon.com m-a-c-k-w-e-l-d-o-n listen glenn fleischman tweeted at us last week that he bought mac weldon finally after months of hearing us talk about it on this show so the system works Check them out. This stuff is antimicrobial. You hate microbes. We hate microbes. MacWeldon.com. Get 20% off if you use the promo code REBOUND. It's a good code. It's a good code, Lex. They're good, <laughs> they're, they're good, good codes. codes. They're good codes. <laughs> Uh, so, um, yeah, it's, it's technology. Pretty, pretty quiet out there. We are in the technology <laughs> doldrums. It's a little quiet in here too. You want wow. to do some more ads? I could do <laughs> <laughs> this, this week. Our show is, our show is wall to wall ads with a two minute segment in the middle. We, we should talk about politics. <laughs> yeah. People love it. we talk about politics. People love it when we talk about politics. Do you think people who complain about us talking about politics are continuing to listen? Are they still coming back every week to hear us, like, offend them again? I don't know. You know, it strikes me that if if the only podcasts you can listen to uh, don't agree with your political views, maybe it's not a problem with the podcasts. <laughs> I have no just political gonna, opinions. Just going to say that. And yeah, um, Lex, of course. And Lex, that's the thing. Lex has no political views whatsoever. Yeah. He is apolitical. Lex is entirely apolitical. I, w- I didn't think it was possible <laughs> in this day and age. So to say that we don't represent other views is completely false. Right. We represent my views. <laughs> I, I, and I have none. Um, so yeah, removed surgically. <laughs> here's, a, here's a technology topic I wanted to bring up. Uh, when we moved into this house a little bit more than a year ago, the alarm system that the house had was oh, installed by ADT originally. And... Uh, I hate ADT. I don't mind saying it right here in public mm. on this show. Uh, wow. I've never liked them as a company. They overcharge and they're kind of, they have very long contracts, whatever. And I decided I was going to switch to an internet company, which I think I mentioned last week, right? I think that Maybe. came up. Yep. I think that was. And so <laughs> it was. Go back and review the, the transcript. Yeah, you can review the audio tape. But mm-hmm. we, uh, first of all, they make you feel awesome because they sent me some hardware, uh, a cellular connectivity device for the uh, alarm to call back to this company if there's a problem here and uh you have to wire it yourself right the whole idea of this internet company is that you know they can send an installer by calling local or alarm companies and trying to convince one to go to your house but then you have to pay uh but they're willing to talk you through it over the phone <laughs> and first one fun part of this installing this thing because i have no idea how to install anything on the alarm but they you know they talk you through it step by step one fun part was they would say like why don't you text me a photo of what you're looking at and i'm in the basement i don't get great cell service so i'm texting it. i'm like hey do you have an iMessage account by any chance and he's like um and i'm like listen if your concern is i'm going to keep iMessaging you instead of using a google voice number i'm not i got enough friends i never see and 
uh, you can block my number. And he's like, okay. Um, so then I'm iMessaging and stuff. And, uh, but I got it all installed. And the, the thing that really kills me is that, Moral first of, of all. this story is Lex is now best friends with this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm best friends Dick with Pitt, John Dick Alarm. late at night. Uh, the, why late at night? But the... <laughs> The app that they the use, <laughs> the app that they use, is so much better than ADT's app, and they made my actual alarm work better than ADT. It's the same alarm, it's the same panel, same everything. And this third-party company that took it over, and when I told them, "Oh, it's an ADT," when they're like, "Oh, here's the one code that ADT uses to lock its panels, whatever." But they actually made the alarm better. Like when I turned it on now for stay, it used to be. When you're turning the alarm to stay at home, it would beep for one minute afterwards. And let me tell you, the dog loved that, and the kids who were asleep loved that too. When it would beep for sixty seconds while it armed itself, <laughs> the only option was you could arm it with with uh, instant mode, which meant that it didn't beep, but it also meant that if anybody forgot to turn off the alarm in the morning and open the door, it went instantly to the full on alarm. Yeah, so that happened all the time. But these mm. guys were like, "Oh yeah, we can just confi-. and not I didn't have to talk to them. I said like these guys said it just in the app. It was like, "Hey, do you want to do this thing where instead of beeping for sixty seconds, it won't?" And I was like, "Yes." And so now when I turn the arm, it doesn't do that. Like, I don't know. My point is the internet is great and real life, you know, like companies with offices suck. Internet companies are the best. <laughs> and that is the... Well, I still have ADT. So, you know, maybe I should... Uh, what do you pay a month consider. on that ADT? Uh, and do you even have an app? Bro, do you even have I think it's like 30 something. Because I'm paying 35 a month bad. now. And I get the app. You play what? 35 a month. And I get app access to everything. And the app is so smart. The app is like, the, the app is actually made by Alarm.com, which so, sometimes sponsors podcasts. Not this one. But um, <laughs> Alarm.com, uh, like their app, you can say, hey, send me a notification if I haven't turned on the alarm and it's 11 o'clock at night. Or send me a notification if, a, you know, something is tripped for more than 20 minutes. So like if a door is left open or something. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That's all I'm saying. All right, well. And what was the company? I mean, what's the... So Alarm what's the Relay. Alarmrelay.com. Oh, Alarm Relay. So... Yeah. Long answer, okay. short. I guess I won't be breaking into Lex's house anytime soon. Is that good? What I'm taking away luck, from this? my friend. Good luck. Bring it. <laughs> you want to steal my Mackie dubs? <laughs> you're gonna have to get by my alarm relay. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. What if he's in your house already? <laughs> I am. I record all my podcasts from Lex's house. Shh. Yeah. Yeah. He gets from the good the, mic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hurley uh, from the front of the theater. Yeah, I, I record in yeah. the theater in the basement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I record in Lex's pool. <laughs> oh. That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Why I'm constantly rebooting. Uh, so there's people are still trying to predict exactly when Apple might have an event, which appears to not be happening anytime soon. Um, since there has been no news about it happening in March, so now everybody's like, "Oh, April, April yeah, wasn't, for sure." Right? Wasn't it predicted for mid March? Yeah. Well, mid March is is sailing as of tomorrow. Uh-huh. Beware the Ides, yep. etc. Uh, yep. There is. It sounds like. I mean, there's a possibility they could still do it in the next couple of weeks. They only give like seven to ten days heads up at this point, so it's not out of the question. But it's also possible they. I guess they could release hardware without an event. Though that seems weird, and it's been a long time since they've done any significant hardware bumps without an event. I mean, if they decided to... The last significant hardware bump was that thing on the back of the iPhone. (laughs) Hey-oh. No. (laughs) Not rewarding you. Um, (laughs) But they, I mean, you know, they could, uh, could, like, 
improve the processors in like IMAX or something, I guess, and and do it those. It was a really good bed. joke. I just nope, your nope, face. nope. We're, we were sliding <laughs> no, right we're, past it. We're moving on. We are sliding out of your DMs <laughs> and into our readers' hearts. And, and <laughs> that's that's not safe. <laughs> oh my god! Or an effective medical procedure. <laughs> Guys, the one who always calls them readers. Right? Readers. <laughs> yeah, for the people who get the transcripts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what if they just don't do any more events? What if they're like, what, our products no more are so products good, we don't either. need to have events. Yeah, there's no new products, period. <laughs> We're, this, is, this is as good as it gets. <laughs> this, is what, this, is what, this is what it is. We're shutting all it right, all so down. Let's, let's take some bets. No money, but just like, what if you had a stake <laughs> No one ever pays no. out on the bets I win anyway. It's true. Yeah, really. Um, but I want to know, do you think, that, is the Mac Pro done? Will there be a new Mac Pro of any sort? I'm not asking if it's didn't, the same form or didn't Dan? Form. Didn't Dan opine about this? I did opine about this. I am pretty skeptical about any sort of new Mac Pro. It's not out of the question. I, I feel like we might see something like an iMac Pro, um, but I, I, I just have yeah. a hard time imagining that they're going to invest a lot of time on an entirely new model of computer. Um, and I agree, but I don't think market. that was always the plan, right? I no, don't think I, you make I agree a new that. form factor to abandon after one, after only its yeah, first iteration. Yeah. Yeah, that, it is a weird... I think we're going to look at that as a weird footnote in Apple's history that they decided we can totally make a high-end Mac in this day and age. And then it turns out that... <laughs> then they go, nah. Yeah, no, I guess nobody really wanted it. We can it. make it. <laughs> and it we, had some we issues. We can't sell it. I mean, I, I, know, I know a few people who bought them, but a lot of them switched to iMacs once it became apparent that there was no real upgrade path, it seemed like, on some of those. And, well, yeah, right. They you know, kind they, of forced them to. Yeah, I it's, mean, even though that was kind of... I feel like it, at the time they were talking about it being upgradable in several places, but it doesn't seem like it aged well, and they didn't seem committed to making new models every year. And that's hard to do when you want to like have your product and advertise it as cutting edge. It's mm-hmm. it, it's interesting to me that it seems like if the uh, if the Mac Mini dies and the Mac Pro dies, Apple only wants to make devices where they make the display because <laughs> it's iMacs and laptops and yeah. the i devices. I guess so. And it's everything, they, all their computer-y things, they want to have the screen control, too. That must be what it is. They just don't trust anybody else's displays. They feel so burned. Well, <laughs> well their, their experience with LG, I think, would yeah. back that up. So that's what it is. That's but I don't why know why they did that in the first, if they weren't. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it seems like if there's something coming, it's not going to be what, what has already shipped. And in, in putting it, put, making something that's more like the iMac would seem to be... More along their what they their vision. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 the iMac is unquestionably the flagship of. I mean, uh, shit, it's hard to even say that anymore because the MacBook Pro line is just you know clearly. Yeah, I mean, laptop. The iMac didn't even get updated last year. Yeah, I mean, the desktop desktop computers are I think dwindling in general, right? Like, yeah, Mac Pro. The iMac still does very well but I don't know how much variation there is in that market anymore, right? Like, how many models of desktop computers do you really need to sell? Like, I like the Mac Mini a lot. There's no way it sells well because it's not even that cheap anymore. It's underpowered compared to an iMac, and especially if you're going to add a monitor or something to it. Like, it's great as a computer you hook up to your TV. Most people don't do that, and most people are never going to do that. So... You know, it's it's a question of how big does that desktop line need to be? Uh, and, you know, I still wonder some days about, like, 
whether there is a possibility of like a docking like solution like we used to have with like the duos you know it's like if you've got if you're just selling you know if you're mainly selling laptops but you want to make them of it like have them usable in a desk-based environment maybe the answer is some sort of external monitor type thing that that expands the capabilities but it all seems kind of you know stop seems kludgy it, it, exactly it seems kludgy and weird right like i i don't yeah. know what the answer is there so maybe you I just mean, keep what, going what's, with the, what's the point of the dock is just a bigger screen and more ports i mean in that I case mean, it's, it's just it's, a monitor at that point right like yeah, yeah right. right but it is right. interesting because every day i take my laptop into the office and plug in three things like power and usb and display and then when I want to move to sitting or when I leave the office, I got to unplug three things. And it, it, it does feel kludgy. Well, <laughs> like, I, you know, we you're have gonna, an office in when a, you have a, a Thunderbolt 3 or USB-C setup, you only need to do one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't. So I, I agree with Dan's assessment, though. I don't think there's going to be, to get back to where we started here, I don't think there's going to be a new Mac Pro. Um, and I don't think there's going to be any new... <laughs> this, I like to say things sometimes so I can sound dumb to make my listeners feel superior over time or readers. Um, <laughs> but I don't think there's going to be any shocking hardware, like any new category hardware coming out. That's my feeling. Yeah, I, I you know, temp- a, a new shape iPad right. does not count as shocking to me. No, no, I, I agree. I, I don't think we're in a. I don't think we're in a window where they're going to do any huge like reconceptualizations of any of their major products. I think we're going to see some bumps and some improvements but nothing that's like mind-blowing i i just don't i it's harder and harder to imagine what those are because technology is becoming ingrained in our lives and because we tend to have fallen to patterns of how we use things and so we adapt to technology even more in some ways than it adapts to us so you know i think about that sometimes when i'm sitting around with my iphone it's like there are i have 100 more than 150 apps on that phone and after about 10 minutes of like all right i've checked twitter i checked slack uh i even checked my rss feeds i checked instagram i checked my mail it's like all right i'm back around like what am i actually doing with this phone by the the time you finished the time you finished the circuit something has appeared on the first right right but it's like i I use it for far fewer things i think than it is capable of obviously right which I think, yeah, I think that's true of almost everybody who uses a computer, right? Because you do the things you do, and you don't do all the other things that it's capable of doing. You don't do um, the things you don't do, you might say. It's true. There are known <laughs> unknowns. But the question that I have is, how much shame do you feel? How deep does your shame spiral go when you close your Twitter app of choice? You're like, I'm bored. What else could I do? Oh, maybe I'll look at Twitter and relaunch it. And like, oh, wait, I just finished. <laughs> how, what's, what's the level of shame? For First me, of all, I don't, understand, I don't understand what you mean when you say close Twitter. <laughs> does it actually close is that a <laughs> yeah right yeah. well are you talking about on the phone yeah on the phone yeah. i'm talking about on the phone yeah yeah so no I've, I've done that definitely yeah you close the twitter I'm, app and then you launch it again I, we've all yeah. been there I, I usually feel like that's time and that's time to get out of bed <laughs> <laughs> no, actually my it's funny to say that my rule when that happens is that i actually put, if i do that because i've probably done it I probably do it an average of once a month where I will close Twitter and immediately relaunch it again. I put the phone into airplane mode. It's like, okay, it's time It's time to, if not get fresh air, get fresh life experiences that are not on this phone right now. That's that's my takeaway. I like to get all my life, fresh life experiences from 
Fresh Live, a new app sponsoring this. <laughs> no, if you want to talk about an app that, or a thing that's sponsoring this podcast, let's do that. People, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? I do. I'll tell you this, posting your job in one place, that's, that's fool's errands right there. You got to post your job in every possible place to find the perfect hire. All the top job sites, and now you can with ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter already has 9 million resumes you can search through in their database. You can add multiple people to your account to make it the most efficient for your entire team to find the best hire. And one click at ZipRecruiter.com posts your job to more than 200 job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter for people who leave Twitter open. And the handy website that ZipRecruiter offers shows trending career fields, cities, and searches. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Post once, watch your qualified candidates Roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No more juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them at least two stars, and hire the right person fast. And if you run into any issues, don't fret. ZipRecruiter's friendly and human support staff is ready to help. I'm sure some of their competitors are using cyborgs, but not ZipRecruiter. Friendly and human support staff at all times. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been featured on Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine, The New York Times, TechCrunch, and CBS, and why it's been used by over 1 million businesses, not to mention... Their old voice on radio used to be Lex Friedman. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. That brings back some memories, I got to tell you. I like that they specify human just like it sounds like aliens trying really hard to convince you they're not aliens. <laughs> totally human tech support. What is your problem, Earthling? What do you look to hire? Uh, speaking of aliens, is it a problem if I thought Arrival was okay, but not amazing? I haven't seen it. Shut up. <laughs> oh, God. I hate you so much. Which one of us? Because he hasn't seen it or because I thought it was only okay? Because you thought it was only okay. Uh, I blame me. I mean, well, I, think it's, I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's quite good. I'll put it that way. I don't think it's, like, perfect <laughs> or anything. But I think, it's, I think it's quite good. I just couldn't believe that the guy was dead the whole time. Oh, my oh sorry, God. Dan, you haven't uh, seen it yet? Sorry. Uh, and then the other guy was alive. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, those jokes are going to be great after you see the movie. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> you should have bought it the other day. It was $9.99 on, uh, I don't, on you get, Okay, hold on. This, this is an interesting question because I saw you mention that. Do you guys buy yeah. a lot of movies? Like, I never. rent stuff, but I never or rarely buy. In fact, I, I buy ones that I know that I'm, I'm going to watch several see, times. I don't watch that many movies multiple times. In fact, I went I the other night to buy, thinking about buying a movie. We did The Rocketeer on The Incomparable, which is one of my favorite movies. And I was like, oh, I should buy this because it's a movie I love and I definitely will watch it again at some point. But it was $18. And I was like, well, that's crazy. No, that is crazy. <laughs> I already own the DVD. I will rip that. It will be a lot cheaper. Yeah, just rip the DVD. Um, it looked great yeah. in IHD, but yeah. You own the DVD and you still rented it? I did because I just wanted the HD experience. It's a, I can't oh watch God. DVDs anymore. They look so crappy on my I don't have that. On my I don't HGTV. have that problem. Well, fine. You, your eyes suck, yeah. old man. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I've, I've already I have, explained that. I don't have any problem with ripped DVDs either in terms of video quality. Um, I don't know. I, I do not buy digital movies almost ever. There's a tiny exception of a handful of kid movies that when my kids really wanted to see them, we did that because I, I justified as like, we specifically said we're not going to go see this in the theater because it's dumb to take my kids who are going to have to go to the bathroom twice to go see <laughs> a movie for like, I don't know, a family of five, a hundred dollars. Yeah, um, right. 
And so it's like, okay, it's only $20 on Amazon. So we'll buy the Lego movie or whatever it is. But I, I th- we probably own digital copies of maybe three or four movies that we well, bought. Everything I really like Disney's mm-hmm. solution to this because I bought the Force Awakens DVD or Blu-ray, I guess, back when it came out. And it comes with all, it has the Disney movies anywhere thing. So it comes with the digital versions from yeah. all of the providers and it's like if more stuff was like that i would probably be buying discs again so like i'll probably buy the rogue yeah. one one when it comes out uh in like a week or two because i will get uh copies i can watch on my ipad and stuff without having to jump through too many hoops so i just get i get it i get it from itunes just because of that's all, all my stuff is that so i mean and maybe yes yeah, so someday I'll, i might be screwed um but I mean, it's a, I have no problem with <laughs> the hell with future John. Well, sure. But like the point is, if I'm buying it on Blu-ray and it's at like not that much more expensive or as cheap yeah. as the digital version, yeah. I might as well get the digital the, version in addition. Ex- except that the, 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 then I have to like wait a day or two <laughs> for the for the physical copy to arrive. Or you can plan ahead and just a lot of a lot of the um and and sometimes the digital copies drop before the um, DVDs are released or the or the I I rarely have the ability to watch a movie when it's like (laughs) this has just come out I need to watch it right now and in those cases I usually rent things because yeah it's it's generally pretty good I mean I still get discs I'm I'm still getting discs from weren't we going to talk about your Netflix queue thing Oh that's right Netflix queue you still subscribe to Netflix's DVD is it even called Netflix anymore It's called DVD dot com or something like Quickster. that i think because um because i think it's now it's a subsidiary of netflix it's not right. even and like like they they had to launch a special app for the ios because the netflix app no longer lets you manage your queue yeah they finally have an app for it i mean after all these years they have a they, they have a decent app for it um, i wonder how many dvd so they, subscribers I mean, I, they still have i bet it's probably decent I mean, I bet it's probably a fair number. My parents still do it. That's that's the company you're in, So John. I have many, many questions. Number one, yeah. and I'm going to give them all, and you can answer them whatever order you'd like. Uh, how many DVDs at a time? How fast do you typically keep your DVDs? And do you rip the DVDs? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not answering number three. Okay. <laughs> which is kind of answering it. Yes. Um, <laughs> number one, one DVD, one DVD at a time. Oh, I that's the worst plan. Okay, the cheapest. I know. I, I bet I get the cheapest plan. I mean, because I also get streaming. So I mean, I ha- and I have enough. <laughs> I've got plenty of content. I'm not. Oh, like, that's see. That's why I'm not sitting around like twiddling my thumbs, waiting right. for something else to watch. There's so much to watch just on the streaming services that like it. I I don't. I it blew my mind when I saw that you still get the DVDs just because like I I. I don't know. I, I'm overwhelmed already. I can't imagine having more because I feel like the DVD would just sit there for weeks on end. Does yeah, it? No. Does it sit there for weeks on end? Not usually, no. I mean, because it's usually something that I I specifically want, and that's the thing. It's like they don't have everything on streaming, right? And so yeah. like, that is the biggest like, knock. Like I don't streaming. own I don't own Predator. <laughs> um, I've never seen it. It's in my queue, Lex. I've never seen it either. Seen we should it do it in hundred years. We should do a podcast about this. <laughs> we should. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. And and Hank, when Hank gets sick, he likes to watch Jackie Chan movies. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> He got sick. He was sick like like late last week and and yesterday through yesterday. Um, Does he go and, to the doctor? And the doctor's like, watch four Jackie Chan movies and call <laughs> me in the morning. Call me in the morning. Um, punch through a br- <laughs> punch through a brick in the morning. Um, no, he. Uh, I don't know. It's just the combination of people getting punched in the face and like and you know the the comedy element of you know his fighting style is. I love delightful. yeah. I, I am not judging. Jackie Chan is awesome. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. So. 
So he, you know, there's a bunch no, of them streaming. He'll judge my bump joke, but not Jackie Chan movies. Go ahead. I'm listening. There's I'm listening. a bunch of them streaming on um, Netflix, but a lot of them are not streaming on Netflix. And so he he went through a bunch that were on Netflix, and then he uh, was looking on YouTube, like looking for like just like little clips, and he's like. We need to get this movie. We need to get this movie. We need to get this movie. So I, I have like 15 Jackie Chan movies in the queue right now. Next wow. up, The Legend of Drunken Master. So you're basically in the market for ex- an exclusive Jackie Chan streaming service. Like that if would be Jackie great. Chan was oh like, God, I have released a streaming subscri- service. We would probably have to subscribe to that. Yeah, five, <laughs> five dollars a month, that. you get every Jackie Chan movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are probably about 700 Jackie Chan movies. Just so we're clear. Yeah, I mean seriously, I mean my my queue is often. I mean, I I do struggle to get stuff into the queue sometimes, um, but uh, right now I, I've got like 26 movies in there. I will say um, I always wanted a queue-based system for my library where I could like rank my books and, and be like, oh yeah, I finished this book, and it would just deliver me another book, and uh-huh. that's never... I don't think they've ever really... Mat- they've gotten better, but they have never really quite achieved... Netflix yeah. DVD queue at its peak was fantastic for that um and i i you know you're right that the, the the dvd catalog is so much bigger you know my parents were still doing the dvd thing and i think they're still largely doing it um but i finally convinced them to add the streaming, streaming. on top of that yeah. uh yeah. and and it's definitely more convenient but yeah they the catalog is much smaller which is frustrating i gotta imagine that goes away at some point right yeah. oh, people yes. are not gonna well, want to keep yeah. making discs but- forever Here's my question. When you're getting DVDs, does it tell you? I'm so like, this is, it's, it's like an anthropological find. Like I found a culture <laughs> hidden that's never contacted streaming technology. But does, when you're picking DVDs, does it say, Hey, by the way, Dum Dum, this one's streaming. Like you don't have to wait for it yeah, to come in the I, As a matter okay. of fact, I looked in the, I looked in the queue and one of them, one of them says there's a little play button next to it. And I was like, Oh, okay, well I'm not going to get that one. <laughs> so I just deleted it. Oh God. I remember so vividly when Netflix first started streaming and it sounds like it was, you know, decades ago, but it was not that long ago and it could automatically pull in stuff that was on your DVD queue and say, Hey, here's things you could watch right now. It was just amazing. Man, oh man. <laughs> but you are like, you never stopped. You never ended your DVD subscription. No, I think, and I think I started it late. I think I, um, we went to, we had a very good local, uh, DVD place, rental place that we wanted to support. Um, they, it was, you know, it was really nice. I mean, you go in there and they were, they were good. They were really good at picking movies and telling you, um, whether something was good or bad. Um, so you, you wasted very little time. Um, but they eventually, you know, finally, they finally went out of business. <laughs> yeah. I, don't I think, think the guy there's... that ran, I think the guy that ran that is on the city council now, actually. <laughs> I was trying to think if there's a video store around here still, and I think all of the ones that I used to like frequent back before Netflix was kind of a thing. I think they're all out of business, and most of them were local ones, not like there's there's still chains. one like like five minutes from us, um, in our, in our little shopping area really? district. Wow. Yeah, um, and it's independent. I mean, it's like it's the only. It's just this guy running the place. And I think it's. <laughs> I'm not sure about this, but I think it's possible he owns the block. <laughs> So he may not be paying any rent or something. I don't know. And he's done a bunch of different things. Um, like, I think, like, I think you can go in there now and get a beer while you browse. Um, I'm not positive. All these about movies that. look great. Because I, I saw a sign. I haven't been in there in years, um, but I saw a sign that said something about beer. So, um, you know, and, and I see people going in and out of there occasionally, um, which I think is just kind of amazing. 
I, I can't I can't imagine it's going to last very long. This the, the, the Radio Shack finally closed. <laughs> the Radio Shack across the street on the corner. It's because some, somebody got sick of being asked for their zip code buying batteries. I, I know. <laughs> it's just they just had it. No, I'm shutting this place down. That's it. You're out. I guess there, uh, there are one or two in the area, but it's not, none of them seem like they are doing super well. No, I want to know more about um, old school technology, or not even technology, old school services that Moltz is frequenting. But first, we have one <laughs> other ad to read. Uh, this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by 23andMe.com. As you might remember from science class, there are 23 pairs of chromosomes that make up your DNA. Well, that's where 23andMe.com, a genetic testing service, gets its name. 23andMe allows you to have access to information about your DNA. You can find out how your genes may influence your health, your ancestry, and even physical traits with over 65 online genetic reports personalized to you. So how does 23andMe work? You simply purchase a kit on their website, 23andMe.com. When the test arrives at your home, you provide a saliva sample by spitting into a tube, the best part, and then you send it back. Once your DNA has been analyzed, you'll get to learn more about what makes you, you. We are all genetically 99.5% the same. Wouldn't you like to know more about what's in that 0.5% that makes you unique? With 23andMe, you can. To order your kit today, visit 23andMe.com slash rebound. That's the number 23andme.com slash rebound. Uh, I have to tell you, okay. whenever there's an ad read where you have to do it word for word for legal reasons, I'm like super nervous about messing up a word, but I got them all. <laughs> uh, I'm a little insulted that, that they suggest I am 99.5% similar to you guys. I really... <laughs> <laughs> but you're also that that percentage similar to chimps, too, so... I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I'm also upset that I'm 99.5% in common with that guy who left us a two-star review. <laughs> do you... <laughs> So, John, here uh, more questions. Do <laughs> go ahead, Sonny. He's, te- he's teeing up here. He's teeing up. Do you still buy books at bookstores? And do you still go to record stores? Uh, no, no, and no. Okay, just checking. no. I only I only read books on um, iBooks or Kindle. Okay. Know. Are you um, a member of the Columbia Record House? <laughs> I have. I, I am not, and have never been a member of the Columbia. I uh, <laughs> I I buy books at bookstores. Let's raise my hand there. My kids do. Well, it's yeah. I mean, we used to buy physical books. I mean, but we buy and we still buy physical books for Hank. But um, I still buy physical books, and I just I like the same thing you were talking about with the DVD store, where you could go in and like get recommendations and stuff i feel like i have the same experience with bookstores i like to be able to go in Mm. and like find out what people like and and what you know just browse i like browsing in a way that amazon has never really satisfied me we only i mean we don't have anything here anymore i mean there's a god i can't even think of where there's the biggest the the closest like big box bookstore um you got an amazon bookstore over in seattle yeah well okay well there's that um there's 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 definitely a few um very good used bookstores and town but um nothing. Un- unused bookstores are the worst those go right out of business <laughs> we have um you know we have barnes and noble very close to our house and so that's that's where we'll take the kids because they get a lot of gift cards for theirs as because people know my kids like reading so if they have a birthday they'll always get gift cards there so they buy books uh it's interesting though dan you mentioned how the browsing experience uh, on amazon is not good what i find super annoying because I have, if you do want to browse in Amazon, like it's programmed to try to show you things that you have 
maybe already own or already have things that are very similar to like it's like well you looked at duct tape so here's eight thousand kinds of tape that's your home screen on amazon <laughs> it's, it's, it's like ducks it's amazing <laughs> that so amazon is so amazon. good at this stuff and it's still so shitty you know what i mean yeah, yeah well, i mean and it's just in some ways browsing on a computer screen has never been as satisfying for me as like walking through a store and like picking up books and reading the backs and stuff like that. I don't know, it's a tactile thing. So, the it's thing, fine. The like thing that I do I really buy don't understand books, but yeah. I'm sorry. The thing that I really don't understand is why Amazon like after you buy something continues to show ads for the same thing that you just bought. It's so dumb. What if you want to buy a copy for someone else? But like, but like a what if you want to buy some duct tape for someone else? What if you want to buy a hammer for someone else? What if that hammer breaks, John? Uh, Yeah, probably probably don't buy the same hammer again. I have my great grandfather's hammer. I'll have you know. I I also have your great grandfather's hammer. I bought it on Amazon. That really hits the nail on the head. Other people who bought other people who bought your great grandfather's sometimes hammer when all you have is your great grandfather's hammer, everything looks like your great grandfather's nails. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't getting any better. That's well, that that, um, uh, that really killed things for a moment there. Did you see that uh, Jonathan Zadarsky is going to work for Apple? I did see that. Tell us more about yeah. that, John. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all I got. He uh, is the maker of Little Snitch. No, no, the other one. Um, what is the other one? Big baby tattletale, big, big snitch. We are not helpful. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't think of the name. No, honestly, the reason I wanted you to tell me more is because I saw the story, but I didn't know who he is. He's a security so, researcher. He's, like, he's a security. He's a security guy. Um, pretty well known. He and, did a lot of iPhone yeah. hacking stuff. I think at some of the right. Uh, so yeah, so the, he's gone to security engineering architecture. Apple's done pretty well about hiring up security people. In the last decade or so, I feel and like they've actually it's made helpful a real because you know a few years from now you're going to want Tesla to have good security, so <laughs> it's good that Apple's hiring these people. It's the feeder is that, is that and mean? Netflix, right? <laughs> is, is that wrong? <laughs> Interestingly, on Jonathan Zadarsky's uh, GitHub page, he's got a Nintendo Entertainment System emulator for iOS. I wonder if that's going to suddenly get taken down. <laughs> <laughs> It's on GitHub. Nothing ever dies on GitHub. It's true. He is uh, considered worldwide to be among the foremost experts in iOS-related digital forensics and security. Apparently, he's also done photography for National Geographic, and some of those pictures are beautiful. <laughs> We're just talking about him. <laughs> Welcome once again to Zidscast. <laughs> <laughs> for people who love John I would Lister. assume this was in the works well before the... I hope I'm pronouncing that even remotely correctly. I don't think we any of us are. Uh, I assume <laughs> this was in the works well before the whole uh, CIA hacking thing. But, you know, certainly in light of that, it seems... I mean, it seemed like most of that stuff was kind of old hat. But, you know, clearly those are not probably the most modern techniques that intelligence agencies have at their disposal, right? Like, they probably have other stuff that is... M- deals with newer versions of smartphones. It's not like they gave up and were like, well, these smartphones are basically unhackable now. <laughs> Might as well shut it down. Do you worry about your phone being hacked? Nope. I do not. Not even a little, right? No, not even a little. No, worry a little bit, but not much. No, zero. <laughs> My, zero. uh... I really zero don't... Hack. I really don't... If I were... And I know I, you know, tantamount to saying, like, the if you don't do anything wrong, and it's like... 
I probably do things that are, you know, I would not want shared with the public, or I probably have information that I wouldn't want disseminated, like personal information. Yeah, but he does. like he does, it's true. yeah, it's personal, like my phone number. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, security is pretty good for the most part. Most attacks seem to rely on social engineering to be truly successful. Um, you can do a decent amount to protect yourself from that. Not everything. And of course, it's way harder if you're actively a target. Um, you know, a friend of ours uh, who is somewhat, you know, in the crosshairs of certain movements, I know, has has had a lot of trouble, like, you know, uh, with with attacks on their phone. And And if you're somebody who, you know, there are people online who are angry at you for whatever reason and want to try and get at your personal information, yeah. Security is definitely a concern. You definitely need to take a lot of precautions. And even then, you may still get in, you know, hit with this. But most people, if you stay away from, you know, clicking on suspicious links or don't respond to phishing emails, most people are going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Hmm. Right, you heard it here first. I don't believe, yeah, I would, I don't believe boy, in panicking a... about it, I guess, is my is my feeling. Unless, like, you know, unless you're actually you're living in a fool's risk. paradise, Dan. They're coming I'm, for all of us. I'm living in an I, uh... Amish paradise. <laughs> <laughs> no. I have um, uh, a weekly panic, which is what I call it. Is that on your um, calendar? Yeah. <laughs> it's time. When... Yeah. It's an all-hands meeting. Uh, but it's when... <laughs> Two hands. Scrum. <laughs> Left hand um, or right hand? It's when uh, I... I all of a sudden noticed because typically, like I said, I, I my laptop's connected to a, a monitor, and then I have a little Logitech webcam. And like the iSight camera doohickey or the FaceTime camera, whatever the hell they call it these days, it's got the green light when it's in use. And every once in a while, I look up and the green light is on. <laughs> it's always because mm. I have Slack's uh, chatting preferences screen open, <laughs> um, where you can choose what camera input to be using, and so it shows you a live preview of your camera, and thus the camera is on. Um, but because I forget that that window is open, I have this freak out. Like, why is my camera on? And that's why. So Slack I do is not have me. a, I do not have a piece of tape over my camera. I do not. Or either. anything else or anything else. <laughs> Any, anything else. I do leaf. not I have, have a fig a, leaf. I do not have a piece of pizza draped over my <laughs> IMAX screen. <laughs> that would be, oh man. Can you imagine the, like the temptation to just eat it? I mean, in the first day or so. That'd be sure. terrible. Yeah. Well, sure. Then after that, not so <laughs> after much. that, not so much. <laughs> I was assuming that you'd put a, pe- a fresh piece of pizza on it. Every day. Oh well, every day. Yeah, I, I go through pizza like nobody's business. <laughs> I think that seems that seems just that seems good policy. Well, yeah. I mean, you want to use it's a security. It's like keeping your software up to date. You keep your pizza. And you, up to date. you, um, and you go out to uh, like coffee shops. So yeah, sometimes right. you don't have pizza and you got to use something else like a like a cinnamon roll. <laughs> doesn't drape quite as nicely it's a little bit sticky not not the mm-hmm. best option but you you make do with what you have sure right uh well it's time for everybody's favorite feature on the show oh, lex's okay. alexa tip of the day oh, no. uh the, do you want to do the theme song john um <laughs> The uh, no, <laughs> we you know, as as regular listeners know, we often say good morning to our echo, and it gives you some fun fact of the day. Today was like it's we're recording this on three fourteen, and it was like, hey, it's Pi Day. Feel free to ask me if you've got a lot of time. You know, <laughs> what is Pi? Um, and it it does like I don't know a thousand digits of Pi, which is fun. Um, but <laughs> on a whim, a couple no, on a whim, a couple weeks ago, we said, hey Alexa, what's up? And it's really interesting because it'll greet you. It tells you the time. It gives you a weather update. And then it 
can, if you've connected your calendar, it can tell you the next appointment on your calendar is X. And it's especially weird when it's like talking about your lives, like Liam has, you know, musical theater class. Yes, he does. And then it gives you one random news story, typically like oddball news, but not always. And it's, it's actually kind of interesting. It's like a customized, um, what do they call those things? The flash briefings that Dan likes, but it's, it's really interesting because you say, what's up? And it gives you this like rundown of the day ahead of you, plus a tiny news story. And so I recommend it. It's fun. Now, you know, I can't do it. <laughs> you returned yours. <laughs> yep. Still disappointed in you every day. I think about that a little bit, John. I'm just a little bit disappointed in you every single day. Oh, good. So the system works. <laughs> Well, I can't help you with that. I wish I could, John. I wish I could help. <laughs> Thanks you. for nothing. Okay. All right. Um, we... <laughs> do you have a pick? <laughs> do either of you guys have picks? Oh, yeah, totally. My pick is the, um, the clamshell uh, uh, iBook. That's my pick. For, for what purpose? Like um, doorstop? Yes. Propping things up? Mm, oh, yeah, that would be good. No, there's a, like, there's a, you know, a little... Uh, I'll send it to you. It's on... Next stories, it's just hearkening back to the clamshell. Oh, looking back at the which clamshell. Was, um, I wanted which, one of those badly. I got I got the blueberry one when it came out, and we took it to Japan for three months shortly thereafter. And it was our sole computer in Japan for three months. And it was pretty good. You know what? I really, you know, maybe it's, it's somewhat is sort of like tinged with nostalgia, but looking back... And just looking at that, that's a link for Mac Stories, and they um they show right below the intro the four the grid the the, yeah. the product grid with mm-hmm. the consumer professional desktop portable, and I kind of miss the product grid, the, right? The like simple product grid. Right? Oh God, I, I you know yeah I, I it feel made like sense. it did. It made sense, and it, and part of that was that it came out of this market where all the PC makers had these just insanely huge catalogs with minimal differences and at that point i was working um for a large university in a in a te- uh, it department and we would buy new computers and like we would spend time like having to go through all these specs and like your eyes would just start like tearing up because you're like oh my god i cannot tell <laughs> the difference between these two things yeah. like what is the what is the deal right and right. so having and apple a- and apple would frequently release two things that were completely um like one would eat the other's lunch entirely like there'd be no reason for anybody to buy that one right yep exactly and and so slimming it down made a lot of sense we kind of i feel like have left those days behind not that there aren't still it's still comparatively a pretty simple set of products right like compared to a lot of other companies but there is there are like nothing fits in a nice square grid yeah. anymore it's, it's all kind it's of particularly like, confusing right now because there's sort of a transition between in the macbook lineup right the um the desktop lineup is pretty um <laughs> well as we discussed <laughs> pretty stable <laughs> <laughs> there's only two <laughs> i mean there's not a consumer and professional breakdown in there anymore right like that's kind of what we're talking about with the with yeah. the mac pro it's like well yeah are you a consumer get an imac are you a professional get a better imac <laughs> like right. that's basically what it comes down to yeah and on the portable side, you're right that like the MacBook Pro is fine for professionals, and then you have the MacBook and the MacBook Air. I, I you know, I, I think everybody's expecting that at some point the MacBook Air dies, and right. the MacBook just becomes the sort of once again default consumer. Right. But it's not a really good consumer laptop right now because it's just 
underpowered. I, there's yeah, there's too many trade offs for it. But yeah. so was the air originally, right? Like, and eventually it became yeah. well. Very, so very was popular. this. So was this iBook. I mean, I mean, it's one. You know, it, it had it had one USB port and a CD drive. Yeah, I had that's, a that's later. That's kind of crazy looking back. I had a later. I had the white one later on. Um, the white yeah. iBook, like plastic one, and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they've gone through a lot of transitions over the year, and, and like you said, we're currently in the middle of one. So this was not this was not a good laptop to use on a plane. <laughs> yeah, it's so much it's so much bigger. I I think I My always God, forget how crazy. large it is. I mean, looking at looking at these one, there's a picture of um, somebody using one like in a hammock, and you can see the sun's sort sort of shining through, and there's so much extra plastic there. Yeah. That swoop around the side is just like it's just plastic. There's no there's no reason it's to have gigantic it other than to make it look like different, which had, you know was it, was really the point. It had a handle that was pretty cool. And it had a handle. Yep. 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 That's wow. definitely not what I need on my MacBook. Pro, I'm though. I you know speaking of, I was just of Macs, more though, Macs need handles. <laughs> speaking of, well, hey, my G3 Towerson over here it had handles on it. Um. I'm strongly considering an iMac update at some point this year because mine has started getting kind of slow and, and janky. I know John's is older than mine, but I, I don't like... <laughs> Just a I, bit. I don't have some crazy attachment to it. Maybe I should buy yours. Yeah, that'd be an upgrade. You want to buy this one? It's from 2012. <laughs> mm. Maybe I do. We'll talk. All right. We'll talk offline. We'll talk offline. Yeah. 2011. Mid-2011. Hmm. Oh, forget it then. <laughs> yeah, but like mid twenty eleven is halfway to twenty twelve when you think about it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Born salesman. <laughs> I'm putting a fork in it. Fair enough. I think Lex had, Lex had signed off like five minutes ago. I stopped knowing what you guys were talking about. I don't, you don't know about Max anymore? Buying old Max? I don't know. Leave those for Hackett. <laughs>